Yo, 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 what is up? Welcome to an episode of Studio Insights with Bell Vista Studios. What's up? Y'all know who we are. Maybe you don't. Oh, we got Hannah. We got Victoria. We got me, Kim. This is uh, basically our time where we have a team development chat and learn, and you get to learn live with us. Um, so first question, I'm taking the spotlight. <clears throat> so Anna, my question is for you today. You are learning about strategic thinking. Mm -hmm. What practical tips do you have to help develop your practical, your strategic thinking? Over to you. Okay, so I guess the first thing that I do is I try to see the bigger picture. So that's what I'm trying to do a bit more. So I learn about how there's like the micro and the macro. So there'll be times where you're like doing an individual task and you're focusing on that specific thing. But then it's about like knowing when you need to pull yourself out of that smaller task to understand the environment around it. So like the context and the bigger picture. So I think it's just, yeah, just keeping that front of mind, like going between the micro and the macro and even though you're doing one task think about how it impacts other things and it could be like things to do with the wider project could be other team members um so that's one thing um another thing i learned was to ask what if questions so before making any decisions and this is very similar to our planning template that we have where we look at like the consequences and the risks before making decisions so you ask like, what if I did this? What could potentially happen? And what if I did that? And then it just helps you think about how your decision could impact the future and what result you might get from the different decisions rather than just thinking, oh, I feel like this is the right decision, so I'll just do that. It's important to like look at the different options. Um, what else? Another thing I learned was to use the resources that are available to you. So. I think in the past and still now, like I'm definitely still learning about it. I would just make decisions like with whatever was in my head and what I knew in that moment, but I'm learning to think about, okay, what information would I have available to me and who would I need to speak to? Where would I need to look to get the information I need to make an educated decision? So yeah, an example is a project I was working on recently I didn't ask for information that would have helped me make a better decision in that project. Whereas if I asked, say, you or Victoria, like, is does this exist or is this available? It would have, like, made a big di difference on the way that I carried out the task. So I guess it's just looking what's at what's available to you and also, like, speaking to the people that you have access to to make sure that you get the information that you need. Um, what else? I think they're the main things at the moment. It's very fresh for me and I'm definitely learning to like do it, but that's sort of the structures that I have in place at the moment to help me to think more critically about things. And okay, one more thing. <laughs> Another thing is like, I know you do it really well, like thinking about, because I've been finalizing tasks for the client, which I haven't done before, like being the last person to look at it. And I think a good way to think strategically or critically about it is think like stepping into the shoes of the client when they receive what you send them and thinking like, have they got everything that they need? And like, if I was them, would I be able to do what I need to do or get what I need? 
And that's really helped me because before I'd just be like trying to think, oh, what's the process and what are we supposed to do? But yeah, like thinking, okay, if this client got that, if they clicked on that link, what would that give them? And then would they be able to do what I'm asking them to do? So just, yeah, it's a bit of like human-centered design as well, like thinking about the person that you're creating the solution for or doing something for too. I love that. Hmm. Do you, um, what does that look like? Like when are you doing those four things that you've identified? They're the habits that you're trying to embed at the moment. So what does that practically look like as you embed them for your day and the multiple tasks that you have in a day? Um, I think the planning template, so I use the planning template for my task where I like look at the task as a whole. That's where I sort of probably go like macro. Like I'm looking at the bigger picture and thinking what task would I need to do to achieve the project goal and then thinking about how it impacts other things. And then like through that process, I'm listing out the individual tasks. So within those tasks, I'd probably go more micro. But I think I'm still learning this, but I think there are instances within the micro where you will reveal more things that relate to the macro. So I'm not a hundred, I need to like experiment with it first to know like when to go into both. Mm. Um, The what if question, I think that's when you're like, yeah, planning a task and like figuring out what those tasks are going to be. Because it's like, if this is how I'm going to do the task, if I'm going to do it this way, or I'm going to contact the client first, like what, what if I do it that way, what's going to be the outcome compared to if I do it another way. So it's sort of like the initial planning stage for me, but then also when you're making decisions throughout a task, like what are the options for what you could do or what are the outcomes? Um, what was the other things I spoke about? I've forgotten now. <laughs> Putting yourself into the um, shoes of uh, yeah. the client. Yeah. Or the person receiving, the other person? Yeah. So I think that for me, at the moment, it's sort of happening at the end when I'm doing like the project handover. So when I'm like bringing together everything and I know I've met my goal, so whatever goal I'm trying to achieve for that task, once I know I've met it, it's when I do the handover and I'm like, okay, if I was a client, what would I need to get from this in order to progress to the next stage? So be more that task handover stage where I'd be stepping into the shoes of the client I think that's cool I like it thank you thanks good question (laughs) uh Vic you want to go with your question Mm -hmm. um my question is for you Kim um so I want to know when you're dealing with challenging interactions um I think that you're really good at controlling how you react to them in the moment Um, And I just want to understand like what your thought process is when you're facing those situations, like what goes through your head to make sure that you don't react like immediately and in the, like, I guess the wrong way, like you don't get upset or you don't get angry. Like you take the time to process it first. How do you do that? What change in behavior do you want to have for yourself? And that will help me shape my response to you um well I think it is just like sometimes if I uh, whether it's like like I get confused with something or I read like maybe a comment from someone and immediately it like frustrates me or I, I don't know I can't always see like where confusion might have come from or something on their end if they don't understand something I've done I feel like I can't help having that initial like I don't feeling of like why don't you understand this or like 
I don't know how to make it clear or whatever like it's but it's like a negative thing like I'm either annoyed or <laughs> um I don't know I guess sometimes it's like a bit upsetting sometimes if you've like tried to do something and then you don't get the feedback you expect but how do you like pause and think um I don't know how to phrase it I don't know how to explain it more than that, really. <laughs> is it you've been triggered by something and you're reacting negatively to it and you want, yeah. to be, you want to not, you either want to park the negativity or lose it mm. and just move to a neutral or positive response from that? Trigger? Yeah, yeah, because the negative thing is like not useful to anything. It doesn't help me and it's not going to help them either. But mm. I can't help like having that reaction which I know you do have a reaction but it's like you don't act on it in any way you just like move forward straight away <laughs> maybe inside it's an interesting question I don't know if I've ever been asked it before okay so cool so you were triggered it's a natural human trait to be triggered by something and the automatic easiest way for a human is to go to negativity right there's something mm -hmm. wrong with me um i'm shit blah 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 this always happens to me whatever something negative right i didn't yeah. do a good enough job but what we want to do is just go something's happened stay neutral and how can i move forward with mm -hmm. it yeah okay first thing i would say is the first habit that we need to be able to build is just to, you said it, pause. And I would say, take a belly breath. So a lot of the time when we're triggered by something, it is a stress response and we find we're tight in our chest, right? And if we recognize our breathing, we're actually, we're only breathing down to the chest level and I feel like that, it, it's, this is random, but it, like it kind of closes us off to just be able to think and only respond to that trigger. But the difference between if we breathe to our belly is a wider opening of, I'm going to call it possibility and opportunity and that positive space. So if you do it like, now, like I just learned this recently where you can recognize it to build this skill, because I believe that that belly breath allows us to create the space to then choose the response that we have. And what we don't do is we don't normally humans don't create the space to choose differently. We just automatically respond. So we're trying to break a pattern and to break the pattern is by the thing that I'm developing at the moment is to go, okay, breathe in. And if you have your hand on your chest and your hand on your belly, which one is coming out further? So if I just breathe in now, they're pretty even actually for me right now. But what I want to do is I want to, then I, it must mean that I'm a little bit stressed. It might be because I'm responding to this question right now, but I'm also in a peaceful ish state. Cause I'm just like, vibe them with my team kind of thing but what I want to do is to get a stronger belly breath okay so I'm going to breathe again and I'm going to try and breathe so that my belly is filled out and my hand moves you can't see but it's moving out more so that my breath is going down further 
which is creating the space to pause. So that the first step is to create the space to pause. And I'd say by taking a belly breath. Now, what does that do? It opens us up to look at the situation from what Hannah described, macro, micro. Micro response is automatic, triggered, but the macro is now I have the space to go, okay, what's truly going on here? The second step is what are the facts of this situation? Because emotions come up first, but we only really need to focus on the facts. So if we can create the space to go, I feel or I'm emotionally reacting right now, what is the truth of this situation? What do I know? Do you have a specific example you want to play out? Um, not really. <laughs> Just generally speaking. It could be like stuff we've received from clients or even like personal, like just in pers like everyday life. Okay. Um, I feel like you're very calm and you're always, yeah, you do focus on the facts and I don't know how to do that. <laughs> yeah. Without okay. Well, I guess. <laughs> let's like we get triggered by human beings okay so let's play that one out <laughs> so I'm triggered I pause and I'm going oh god there's so many things that are running through my head okay <laughs> um I need to get to the facts what are the facts why am I being triggered right now why am I going into defensive mode what is it about my ego that's playing out and I need to take responsibility for what's happening. And what's my responsibility, but where am I headed? What do I want out of this? Is this person trying to tell me something from their world and their context, context that's important to them? And I'm being triggered and I'm not responding to them, but it's important that we get to that ground. So what is my responsibility in this interaction now that I've created the space to choose differently? So that my responsibility is the facts right they've said something i've been triggered why have i been triggered is it what they said now have i taken offense to what they've said hmm yeah i have okay why would that person be offending me like this is a friend or an acquaintance why would they be offending me is it that my shit uh, so i'm questioning my responsibility is it their intention to offend me? Probably not. Okay. Let me seek to understand the true problem that's going on for them so that we can get to where we need to be. So then I'll go, okay, I'm being triggered. Um, how would I respond? I'm trying to think of an example right now. Uh, Uh, mind blank this is oh actually no I've just remembered why because I was going to ask this last week okay. we didn't do it. <laughs> yeah the, the reason why I asked was um when we had our team chat thing at the co-work thing the other week and mm. Hannah and I were struggling to understand a concept that you were explaining mm. and like you stayed very calm and like we're doing your best to help us figure it out but I know if I was you I'd be like I won't say what I would think, but <laughs> like I just would not have, I don't think I would have like the patience or anything to keep like trying. Like I would, I think I would get annoyed. And in any previous situation I've been in, 
in a workplace where something like that has played out, like the person has always mm. cracked the shits or has been like, I don't know, weird tension or something, but you like kept it very calm and like you were act- like you were just trying to help us basically, even when it like <laughs> went on and on and on for a bit and we still didn't get it in the end. But you're fine, you'll just like we'll move on to something else. We ran out of time or whatever. It was that like circumstance where I was like, how did you do that? Because I was getting annoyed like <laughs> on your behalf, being like, why can't we understand this? <laughs> that was what brought it up for me the first time, if that helps mm-hmm. with you explaining it. Yeah, okay. So what was playing out there was there was basically a communication. I couldn't articulate something and you couldn't understand what I was trying to articulate, which led to confusion on your end. And we were trying to come up with a success statement for a project. So what I recognize is I could tell in your body language that it wasn't making sense. And so I was pausing. I was going, okay, pause. Don't react right now because I have a responsibility in this. It's not their fault. They're not getting it. What is my responsibility to help communicate and articulate this in a different way? So Mm -hmm. I, the first thing is, what is my responsibility? And it, there, whenever there is one or more, sorry, whenever there is two or more people, there is always responsibility of the parties involved. Even if my responsibility, and you guys are the dumb ones, magic. <laughs> um, even if my responsibility is only 1%, I still have a responsibility. So therefore I'm thinking, okay, what is my responsibility? My team are not understanding. It's very clear to me in my head where we should be headed and what we should be doing (laughs) for this particular task and this conversation, but they're not getting it. What is my responsibility? Communicate the facts. I don't go to Kim, come on. Like, can you just, because I have a thing about my communication. I'm like, come on, Kim, will you communicate better? I'm like, that's not useful. And I don't want to sit there because I'm dwelling, I'm not making progress. So I know that you guys want to learn and do better and we're on a mission to like achieve whatever that task was. So go, what's my, commun- what's my responsibility? Communicate more effectively. Okay, the way I'm communicating at the moment is not working. What else can I try? The problem I'm trying to solve right now is to communicate a different way to get this message across to you. How can I do that? This is literally what was going through in my head okay, what if we use this analogy or what if I use this example from another thing that we've done to try and get you to make the link between that and this? Mm-hmm. And so I tried that and then it didn't go anywhere. And um, I go, okay, cool. Again, pause. What is, my, what's, what is the problem right now? They're still not understanding do I have the ability, what can I do to help them understand what's in my head? And at the end, it came to a point of me going, I actually don't know how to communicate this any differently. And I don't know what is the problem we're trying to solve. It doesn't, there's so many complexities playing out in my head. So I'm trying to not confuse people. Does it add value to continue? Yes or no? And I guess it kind of becomes like a little branching scenario in my head and I'm working that out. And at some point I was like, I cannot do anything else. And I think I did seek to understand. That's where I started asking questions so that I was 
my thing was like, I can't communicate this any other, any differently. Um, what can I do differently now to close the gap? I'll ask questions of you guys. Maybe by asking the right questions, I can get you to problem solve and to change your thinking around it. So I'm just basically going, I am problem solving right now. I'm an instructional designer, but I'm problem solving in this team activity. And I know that we all have good intent and we're just trying to get to the next step and nothing else matters. It doesn't matter that you don't get it. It doesn't matter that you might feel frustrated or my, I feel frustrated. What are we trying to achieve? Where are we headed? I don't know if this is useful. I feel like from what you're saying, Kim, it's almost like, yeah, you apply instructional design to it. So you have the problem and the goal. And the mm. problem is we're not understanding it. So you're taking actions that you think will get you closer to the goal of us understanding it. And so you're like in that instructional design mindset, you're not letting the emotions take over. You're just very mm. like, hey, what actions do I need to take to get me to my goal? And I think you realize the actions that involved trying to explain it to Victoria and I weren't working. So then you probably like adjusted and went, okay, that's something that I'll do on my own and we'll park that. And so like, yeah, it's problem solving. You've just got mm. that instructional design mindset and your goal is, it's always to meet your goal. It's not around, it doesn't matter about the emotions or anything like that. Mm -hmm. I feel like I'm naturally very good at that. Like you're a natural instructional designer and problem solver. So that plays out in your interactions where others may potentially get emotionally like frustrated or whatever it might mm. be. You're very focused on the goal and practical. That's my I think that's, yeah. yeah, that's a really good summary of all the random jargon that I've just been trying to articulate. <laughs> and I guess people from there are going, but how do you remove the emotion? And I just go, and emotion comes up to me for me as a feeling. And I'm like, okay, what is that feeling trying to tell me right now? And does it add value to the problem I'm trying to solve? Or is that my own shit? Am I making meaning from this? Am I making meaning that I am not a clear communicator because my team don't understand what I'm trying to articulate? That's not helpful to where mm -hmm. we're headed. Mm -hmm. See you later. That's just a thought. So just awareness of this is a stupid story that my mind is making up right now it doesn't add value to the problem we're trying to solve and that's how I'm able to sort of it's a I learned that behavior though I did used to get triggered by emotions and stuff and then I learned this is not useful for me in life so how can I change that and then I learned to go is this adding value to my life yes or no is this adding value to the situation to helping us achieve the goal no okay, what are the facts of the situation? Let go of that emotional thought. But listening to the feeling and going, hmm, something's coming up. I'm, for example, I'm like an emotion comes up and I'm looking, I'm like, oh, Hannah's got a confused face right now. So, and Hannah's just like, <laughs> goodbye. No, but um, she's got a confused face right now. Does that mean that she uh, doesn't get what I'm saying? Well, I don't know, I could make a story up around she doesn't know what I'm saying. Or I could just go, hey, I'm noticing, Hannah, that you look confused right now. What's going on for you? So I can seek to understand, to validate mm -hmm. something and get back to the facts. Yeah. What Does that add value to you, Vic, in terms of you being able to achieve the behavior change that you're seeking for yourself? Like what practical takeaways take can you do? And do you need yeah. anything else to help you? 
Well, I definitely think it does, as long as I remember to do it in the moment. <laughs> um, but I think it is like that initial pause and that I'm going to try the belly breath thing next time. Um, and then moving into, I think I liked what you said about thinking like, what's my responsibility? Because I think the issue for me is like, if I do get frustrated or something in my head, I'm usually thinking like, <laughs> this person's an idiot. Like, <laughs> this isn't my fault that they don't get it kind of thing. But I need to like reflect because that's, doesn't help them and it doesn't help me to think like that and it's not always the case anyway like it there is a part of like it is partly my responsibility to think like how could I do it differently or how could I have done it differently it's not always sometimes it is on them but not always (laughs) 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 Um, always have our part of responsibility yeah um but yeah thinking I need to like think of that question in my head before I just automatically put the blame on them um and then from there move on to problem solving and how can I help them understand better or how can I communicate it differently or whatever it is um like in the moment but go through like that three-step thing and not just sit Mm. there being like this person's an idiot and I can't help them (laughs) yeah that's cool I think you both have summarized that really well so I'd encourage everyone to just skip the part where I'm talking (laughs) if you want to get (laughs) take notes on this but also then the last thing to for me in terms of summarizing this is it's a hard skill to develop and mm-hmm. it has probably taken me two years. So just know that it's not going to work. It's an awareness. That's why I'm like, just focus on the belly breath because if you can do the belly breath, you bait, break the pattern of mm-hmm. automatic response mode and that will create space for you to go, what's my responsibility or is this a factor in emotion or whatever other mm-hmm. habits work for you, but just be patient with yourself. It is a skill that takes time and life's way more peaceful for me now that I've got better at that. Mm. Yeah. Thanks. All right. Anything else you just want to speak on on that one? We can move to Hannah's question. Yeah, all good. Cool. All right. Thanks. Hannah. Um, so my question's for Kim, but Victoria is more than welcome to like share her response as well. Um, I would love to know how you manage self-doubt. <laughs> it's kind of the same answer, I guess, really, isn't it? So break the pattern, the automatic pattern. So the belly breath, create the space. What is this thought? What is this? story I'm telling myself what is this meaning that I'm making out of whatever is just played out um is it because I'm tired is it because there's I don't know some hormonal stuff going on for me where is this coming from so I take I really do create the space to figure this shit out for myself Mm. if I'm in a funk or something I'm like I'm not getting my task done right now so I'm like I'm going to take the time and pause and I'm going to figure out what's going on for me. And I just create the space to prioritize working through that. Where is this coming from? Why am I thinking this way about the situation? What are the facts of the situation that I know? And what are just random stories that I'm telling myself about this situation? So I just start reflecting and I do free writing or journaling on it to help get it out of me. Sometimes I'm not the best at articulating how I'm feeling. And then one thing that I have learned recently is to write down all my doubts 
that might be playing on. Write down all the negative kind of energy and things and feeling and that that's playing out. Just list it. Keep going. Keep going. And when you think you've exhausted the list, pause and then add more shit that comes up. Read through it again and might trigger more. But basically, I want to get all that debt out there onto a piece of paper, onto a little notepad. And then I just think about a lot of that is just my mind. It's just not even truth. It's just like little random thoughts that I've had because I'm not being productive in other spaces. So how do I get productive in other spaces? How do I get purposeful? How do I have goals around my day or my task or my life? So a good question to ask then is, what is my future desired state that I want to imagine for myself? And then I just write it. And you can put like, and you do the doubts and the future desired imagined state from what kind of human being do I want to be? What kind of professional do I want to be? What kind of friend do I want to be? All of these different lenses. What kind of mindset do I want? What kind of business do I want to run? What kind of practitioner do I want to be? What is the future imagined state that is possible for me? And I just write them all down. And then I'm like, wow, like, that's pretty cool. And then some of them I'm like, well, when I'm not tired, I'm actually, I am that already. And then I just delete the doubt list and then I only focus. And it's just like a little, if I prioritize the time to do little activities like that, I think that the power of that imagination, that hope gets me into a momentum forward. And then I just maybe need to put in little stabilizers to support me because I, maybe I'm in a fragile state. So I put in my calendar multiple times a day, check your imagination list or something like that that can help me to go and reflect on it or what things work for me. One thing that works for me is to listen to motivational videos or podcasts that inspire me, that lift my energy. For example, again, listen to music that pumps me up as opposed to like moody music that makes me feel shit or like gets me down into that gloom. So I'm putting support mechanisms in place to help lift me up and then ride on the momentum of the future imagined desired state for myself because I know it's possible if I let go of the doubt. Yeah. That's awesome. Love it. <laughs> yeah. So pause. Oh, yeah, go on. Battle journal, write down your doubts and get all that negative energy out. Figure out what your future desired state is. Um, the power of imagination. So imagining that you can be that future desired state. And then having stabilizers in place, where, whether it's like a calendar invite or something that just reminds you. And there's things you can do with support mechanisms like music or listening to podcasts that lift your energy, whatever works for you. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Thank you. Do you have anything to share, Vic? Um, yes. So I will like expand a little bit on one of the things Kim said about the future desired state thing because um, we did that activity recently and I found it really useful. Um, but I think to me, it, like whether you do it in that way or not, where you like write the list or whatever, however you want to do it, um, I think it is just like reframing your doubt. So if there's something that you don't think you're very good at or not confident at or something, instead of focusing on that and thinking like I'm shit at, um, say like speaking on video perhaps, <laughs> instead of just sitting there thinking like I'm really bad at this, I hate it, I don't want to do it. Like if you think of your future desired state where you're really confident at it and you enjoy it and all of that, it's like what steps can you take to get there? Mm. So you look at it as like a goal and what you can do to get there instead of just sitting there thinking, I hate yeah. this. 
Um, so I think that helps me because it is like reframing it into like actions you can take. So you're not just thinking about the bad stuff. It's like, that's the goal I have. And this is everything I need to do to get there. Because I think it like, it's hard to have no doubts ever. And some doubts I think are like, they're valid because I might not be very good at something or <laughs> um, not feel confident about something. <laughs> but I think that like, I, for me, it's like that feeling for me is valid. Like I don't feel confident doing that or I know that I could be better at it. Like that is a valid feeling for me, but I can change that by taking action yeah. on it. Yeah, that's cool. Um, yeah. And I think the other thing, which again is kind of similar to some of what Kim said, and we've talked about it a bit before is like what evidence, like asking yourself, what evidence do I have of that? If you think you're not doing a good job or you're not good at something, because usually when you ask that, I'm like, I don't actually have any evidence. <laughs> no one's ever said to me that I'm bad at it or I haven't, like, nothing's gone wrong when I, like, when I have done that. It's literally just me thinking in my head, I'm not good at that. That's a really and good one. It helps well, clear things up. It doesn't always fully work because I'm still like, well, I think it's so. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> but again, it depends what kind of mood you're in, I think. <laughs> That's awesome. So taking action, turning it into a goal rather than a negative thing and looking at what evidence you have to support yourself mm -hmm. in whatever space it's in just to check yeah. if it's your own negative self-talk or it's actually legitimate. Yeah. Well, when we did that, like we did the doubts thing recently and I listed them all out. And when I looked at most of them, I was like, there's actually no proof that I'm bad at any of this <laughs> other than <laughs> me thinking that that's true. So yeah it is that's helpful. Helpful. I love that that's cool. Anna has that sparked any uh yeah. tips or actions for you like that you would share um I think you both have covered it all I just need to make it a habit and put it into practice yeah I've got a plan and I can like I've started a plan but I think that's really going to help what you shared today so I'll incorporate that into it mm. so thank you it was really good and then prepare for it to happen in like two months time yeah and for the rest of our lives yeah. <laughs> <laughs> welcome to being a human being yeah. <laughs> cool and I think that is something like we need to just accept that we can't be perfect in all situations and what is perfection anyway and where yeah. is that per perfection coming from? Like, is it a comparison or judgment towards what we see others, people doing around us? What can we learn from them? And do, do we actually want to be like that? Or, or is someone or society telling us that we should be like that? But mm. if we just look inwards and go, this is me, this is what I'm about, this is the evidence I have, rather than that judgment out there, it makes it or judging ourselves to others or the perception of who we should be it helps us kind of hone into who we are and mm. doubt is less love it this has been another episode of studio insights do we have anything else that we want to chat about this went deep no good for today i think <laughs> all right i look forward to you being self-confident, amazing women. <laughs> and if takes action on the tips that were shared today. Thank you, team. Thank you, people, for watching. Peace out. Bye.
Bye.